All right, welcome to the Zeitgeist Lab, Zeitgeist Lab Collections. I am Alex. And I am Brian. And we are here um, kind of winding down our first season, our first collection. We're still talking about drive-thru records. Uh, mercifully, there is an end in sight um, for, I guess it's mercifully for you, Brian. I could continue talking about all you know 80 releases <laughs> or whatever. But, uh, is this the second to last one? Uh, third to last one. Oh, that's right. Or I don't, I don't. What is second to last? There's last, the next, like whatever. There's, there's two more after last. this. There's two more after this one. This so whatever third. that means. Penultimate episode. Well, no, the next one will be the penultimate one. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so, <laughs> pen, so penultimate and second to last are the same thing. Are they okay? I, I mean, going by your logic, yeah. Oh, that, that's what I think. That's what I've always thought. But then I was like, wait, am I wrong? I don't know. Either way, we've got this one and then two more. Yeah. So what, just because the next one's a pet ultimate episode doesn't mean this, this episode's going to suck. No, it doesn't mean they, they, none of them have sucked. No, none of them suck. Of course not. Everyone should be listening to this podcast. Oh, that, that reminds me. There's a few things I want to get off like right at the top one. Our Patreon, patreon.com slash zglabpod. We are, we are awful about mentioning that every week, so I'm just putting that out there now. Maybe that's why we only have one Patreon person. Maybe. Because we never talk about that. We never talk about our Twitter. No. We just kind of go right into it. We do. So I want to promote us for a minute here. Like, join our Patreon. You I think us- about that every week. I just always forget to bring it up. Yeah. You can hear us talk about our 10 favorite albums. You can hear us take a deep dive with Mark Teo into um, the drive through comp that we talked about. You can hear us talk about the royal family. There's a wide breadth of topics to explore for just $3 a month. Yeah, that's like the price of an overrated cup of coffee. You think so? I think all coffee is overrated. Whoa, what? I'm not a coffee drinker. Now, I don't not hate coffee. coffee. I don't hate coffee, but I, I just it's not something I enjoy too often. Uh, I feel like we've already taken shit on our Twitter about our stances on coffee, so... Yeah, I probably get shit from mine because I, I only drink coffee black. Okay, but didn't you... So we definitely have, yeah. Yeah, but I think in our very first episode, you said that you hated coffee. No, I never said that. Because I, I think I think Maddie and I think Maddie had pointed out that you had said something negative about coffee. No, because he doesn't like coffee, and my wife Daisy does. So they've argued about this online before, and then he pointed out to her that her husband's podcast uh, had a a negative coffee stance in like our first episode. <laughs> so. I like how we're just recapping the early episodes of the podcast. Well, obviously, <laughs> these people aren't listening, so that's true. Yeah, we got to catch them up to speed. We need to have like a clip show. That would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing I want to mention is uh, I don't know why I agreed to this, but there is someone who listens. His name is Gabe. He's asked us to mention Royal Guitars. On the the pod, he said that they can sponsor us. I said I wanted a lifetime supply of capos for my guitar. He said that wasn't possible, but I still have always failed to mention them and him. So I want to get that out of the way now, so I can clear my <laughs> conscience of that. 
So Gabe, there you go, Royal Guitars. All right, so what what's going on tonight, Brian? Not much. I'm just I'm smoking. I I, I haven't been this ready to pod in a long time. Really? I got my crackers. I got my, got lighter, crack. got my, my crackers. Okay, so I you're doing crack. Crackers. Oh, Ritz crackers. Uh, yeah. I got yeah. I got my water. I got I got everything I need to pod. Is is the munchies a real thing when you get high? Yeah, dude. I like. Yeah, that's why. Like, I, I, I haven't. Like, that's why I'm just getting big. I, like, I, <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm just. I swear, I'm not. Like, I wasn't always big, but like, yeah, it's a real thing, man. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, not working out. It's just it's a, it's a dark road. It's a dark road. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah, of uh, how you used to quarantine way, I'm not proud of it, but. Speaking of yeah, how you, you look, used to you know, look, yeah, I, I did find a YouTube video um, showcasing how you looked at your senior year in high school. Um, That's a creepy way to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like I said in the last few episodes, I would find it. Yes, and I found it. <laughs> What's that? Uh, like I said, the la- I think the last two episodes, I promised that I would find it, and I did. Did Did you threaten to find it before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's because you forget everything we talk about once the microphone goes off. I was, I was just off. thinking the same thing. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. This is this podcast today is going to be you just like recalling past podcasts of you. This is this is going to be un, unintentionally a clip show, right? <laughs> okay, well, that's all I've got at the beginning. I mean, we usually talk about something, but it sounds like you've got nothing this week. I got something. I got I got something for the main episode. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you've got something for the the actual topic, but no no specific riffing or uh, off topic bullshitting you want to do uh, before we get into it. I don't know. I, I I've just been um I just downloaded Steam. Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna because I'm gonna become a gamer. Okay. Instead of you know someone who exercises. But I've been thinking about getting Skyrim, which I've never played. Okay, I don't know what Steam is. Steam is like it's like this uh hub for like computer games and shit. Okay, where it's like uh, it's like you can just download and pay. You can like pay for like downloads of like pretty much any like PC game, I guess. Gotcha. It stores them all in one spot. You can buy them all in one spot. So you're gonna be a gamer. Yeah. Are we gonna? We're not gonna do. I'm not gonna do a collection about gaming. I just. I'm gonna put that out there right now. All right. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things I'll talk about, but I don't want to talk about video games. No, I'm not a gamer at all. Really? Mm -mm. I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That's about the only game I ever played. What game? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Okay, I'm with you on that one. I'm a. I'm a Tony Hawk nerd. I've. I've played them all. All right. Well, shall we shall we get into it then? Yeah, I just I just beat all the Tony Hawk games this year. Oh, really? I go I go through I go through the whole series like every, or as much as like the series, like had because I don't have a PlayStation Two. Okay, so, so that gets you like through the first three or four of them then. Uh, the first or the second, third, fourth, no, third, fourth, both underground. Then 
American Wasteland, then Project 8, and then Proving Ground. Okay. For my money, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is the best video game of all time. Really? Yeah. Okay. I love that's, 2. That's an, appropriate t- that's an appropriate take. But I only played the first three. I stopped after three, so maybe they, they get better after that. But um, Yes and no. Okay. I think Project 8 is the, the one that comes the closest. Okay. So recapturing the first three. Um, yeah, because there's no bullshit story. Oh, they start having they stories? To, yeah, like, um, you never played Tony Hawk Underground? No, uh-uh. Yeah, like, the story mode is, like, you, you become a pro skater. Okay. So, um, like, you leave your small, small suburban town and with your, with your best friend who fucks you over when once you both get sponsored and like you go yeah it's really and then the second underground is like um yeah what do you do the second one it's like it's like you do a bunch, a bunch of like quote unquote crazy challenges you go around the world doing like pranks on the other team it's like it's, it's it's stupid bullshit, you know. Okay. Like, <laughs> like there's no real story, story, you know. Like. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, yeah. let's check in with uh, Marston. Um, this is I haven't gone back and listened yet, but if I can recall correctly, this is maybe one of the most fucked up clips we ever recorded with Marston. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the cover for this week's album, which is Audio Boxer by Something Corporate. So, Audio Boxer. Audio Boxer. Audio Boxer. Audio, audio Boxer. Audio Boxer. Audio Boxer. Audio Boxer. I hardly knew her. <laughs> okay, we are back again with <laughs> so Marsden Ash. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Hello. Can you oh, hear I, was me? Just, I was saying hello. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Let's oh, try that again. You. Okay. Perfect. This, this is a good start for this week. I like. This is a very globe hell start for this week. Shut up. There. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're, we're here with Mars and Ash. Um, how are you guys? <laughs> this is doing great. Oh my God. Good. <laughs> I'm just leaving all of this at this point. I, I, don't, feel like we're... I don't care. Oh, perfect. Yeah, this is this might be my favorite opening so far. I'm really just stumbling through the dark. Here. Very chaotic. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling it. I love the the chaotic energy. Is um is good for me. Um, yeah. Um, things are good with you guys. Yeah, yeah I'm doing yeah. good. Doing pretty good. Um, the, uh, I'm staying awake. Yeah, that's good yeah. that Brian's staying awake. He's been, we've had a lot of vibing too hard lately. He's missed interviews and left phones in Ubers, stories I haven't even heard yet. Oh, but no. the fact that Brian is here and awake is a, is a true miracle. <laughs> All miracle. Yeah, it's a miracle of miracles, like Alex was saying before. Yeah, it's been a week, man. It's been a. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Usually, yeah, usually at this time, I'm sleeping. Same. Yeah, I, I go from like 
like I'm just having the weirdest sleep patterns. Like you'd think I'm like doing hard drugs or something. It's like I do think that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like I'll sleep. I'll sleep from like six, seven, nine to midnight, and then midnight to four, and then I'm up. Then I'm just awake. I'm very thankful during this time in the world right now that um, as a result of being heavily medicated for a mental illness that I take medication every night that like heavily sedates me Uh um, because I feel like um, as someone who has historically been prone to like weird sleeping patterns but at least kept in check by like being in school or whatever I feel like right now um being that university classes have a weird schedule and obviously almost everything is still like shut down here right now i would probably be on like some extremely weird waking and sleeping schedule by this point but Mm -hmm. luckily i can kind of just you got that structure yeah yeah i can well i can just like lay down and take my medication and i'm asleep so it's yeah which is weird that you say like that you're on you're like heavily medicated so you you don't have to worry about that. It's like I'm like medicated too, but I don't I don't know how heavily like mm. I don't know what heavily means to you. But um. yeah, I get yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that's that's a weird qualifier for me to use. I guess um, <laughs> I'm he- um heavily more heavily medicated than many. Um, a lot less heavily medicated than many. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I get that way you will, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, um, I'm guessing that whatever oh, yeah, those, yeah, what those medications are, they may be made by a company that is something corporate, which is what oh. we are here to talk about this week. I'm, uh, I'm walking. <laughs> uh, so we're we're here to talk about the EP Audio Boxer by Something Corporate, um, and we've got the cover art pulled up here for Marsden. Um, so yeah, lay it on us in your typical style that you do. I feel that this has nothing to do with the design of this one, but the very okay. first thing that I've, I feel looking at this one, I, th- I think it's just that it has been um, in the wings of the uh, like PowerPoint that you shared with me for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. And then on a few occasions, something has been added to the PowerPoint and it keeps getting slightly bumped back. <laughs> sure. But because of that, I have like an intense sense of deja vu looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm definitely like, we've talked about this one, haven't we? Um, <laughs> and I, even in the moment, I'm, I'm still like, we've talked about this one. <laughs> but we haven't talked about this one. <laughs> we have not, no. We have not, okay. No. Yeah, I'm... We've had wow. it pulled up on the uh, yeah, screen I, a few I, times and then the Zoom call. Yeah, so we almost got to is. it like two or three times. Gotcha. Okay. That, that's got to be what it is because I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I've talked to you guys while this was on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what I said in the, uh, in the alternate timeline where we, we have talked about this. <laughs> right, yeah. um, but uh, much like the one that we talked about last episode, um, this one actually has like surprisingly nice balance and design um, compared to some of the other covers on the okay. record label. Um, it actually, it to me, it really looks like a um, 
like an ad busters cover, but in a nice way, it's very, um, like, like it definitely looks like, a. like a smart magazine that's telling me about how capitalism is bad, but in a, like <laughs> a aesthetically pleasing way. Um, okay. The fact that it's got the not, I mean, it, it's not the right font um, exactly. And it's not italics, but the like Supreme box logo esque red thing, the copyright symbol. Um, and then of course I'm, I'm assuming, you know, cause the band name that, you know, there's, there's, it, it implies corporate criticism, I guess. There's a deliberateness in the use mm. of the, the copyright symbol. It's obviously not just there because it's copyrighted. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you, you add that to the fact that, uh, again, we have a very like visually balanced image as the cover. Um, going, going back to our, um, rule of thirds lesson that we touched on last time <laughs> if you imagine again the three vertical and three horizontal lines going over this yeah um you know we have a lot of stuff that's lining up really nicely probably the top of the fire pit is you know just at that bottom horizontal line the top of the pianos at the next one up from there um I'm, I'm saying too many um, lines, two vertically and two. You, I'm sure you guys assumed that. I'm, right. I've been saying it wrong. I think I said it wrong last time too. It, three vertical columns, not three vertical lines. Right, okay. Um, is, is what I mean to say. Um, and, and three um, horizontal rows. Um, but yeah, like I think if you looked at this, a lot of it would line up and it avoids the sometimes displeasing result of being perfectly centered by having the um, uh, asymmetricality of having the logo on one side and, and of course not on the other. I mean, all things considered, it's again, it's, it's a very visually appealing album cover. Um, the fact that there is kind of a implied you know like snark or or at least some level of irony in the name of the band and the use of very deliberately corporate logo work makes the imagery of a flaming piano that could otherwise easily feel a bit like trite or two on the nose on a record cover having that little bit of like implied winker irony makes it feel like it's probably better you know <laughs> well, I mean, what do you make of the i mean it's a burning piano inside a fire pit at the beach like mm. i don't i i hate this cover i think this is a god-awful cover in in my opinion <laughs> so i'm surprised that you find it uh pleasing in any sense because i i've never liked this mm -hmm. cover well and and i should say first off like when i say that it's pleasing i mean like i in terms of those like fundamentals of design and layout uh -huh. it is like visually correct okay you know um so there is like um insofar as it can be objective in any way i can look at it and be like yeah that's like a well done looking cover um i think that like i can relate to why you wouldn't like it because as i suggested with the flaming piano there's a lot about this that could feel kind of like cornier on the nose the yeah. whole like oh, we're burning the piano like it feels a little bit like it's got some like 
boomerish rock and roll like we're tearing the you know we're sticking it to the man burning the whole motherfucker down kind of <laughs> well okay so what do you um, think but, they're trying to say by burning a piano well so i think that what they are saying is not necessarily being said through the burning of the piano okay but being said by taking what you would assume the burning of the piano would symbolize and then adding this kind of like ironic wink on top of it in terms of the rest of the layout and the something corporate and the copyright. Um, so like, it feels like there's a bit of jokiness here that makes the cover art, that makes what in terms of subject matter might feel a little bit corny about the cover art and makes it feel a little bit more permissible, I guess is what I mean to say. Okay um that that all being said um this is one of the few bands that's come up on the label so far that i know that i've definitely heard stuff by okay and to i'm not exactly I, I definitely know that i've heard them i don't know that i'm super familiar with them like i couldn't name any songs but what i seem to recall is that it felt like um a branch of like emo music that I was always very, um, or like emo adjacent music that I was always very much aware of, but never deeply invested in myself. Um, that was very like, came off to me as being like heartbreakingly earnest in a way that I didn't like. Okay. Um, but also of having a maybe theatrical element to it, which probably was not actual theatricality but just something that at the time because I was young and it had pianos I was like oh this is like musical theater music because there's the piano in here okay um like I don't know I, I definitely in my mind lumped this band in with like um like say anything and um what's what's the other one um it's not coming to mind right now but there's some other kind of like pop punk like melancholic pop punk informed emo-ish music that involves piano that i lumped together with those two in my mind um no, and it I've... doesn't matter who it was I yeah okay remember, but <laughs> yeah um yeah but I do have definitely like a, a distinct notion in, in my mind of <laughs> not necessarily how I feel about this band now, which is probably more of a mental blank, not really knowing what I feel, but that there was a time where despite only ever having heard a few songs by them that I had like very distinct feelings as a teenager about like what kind of people like this band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you make of the, the word audio boxer? As far as I can tell, when I Google it, this comes up. So I think it's not a, a real word. Like mm. audio boxer. That's what's on the piano. Yeah. And that's the I name of the EP. Even, I didn't even look close because I was like, just assuming that it, it just said, you know, like Yamaha. Yeah, exactly. You know, some, <laughs> some, you know, <laughs> yeah. Some piano name. <laughs> um, audio boxer. Um, it sounds very, and I know that this is 
or at least I, based on what I've heard, I think that this is totally divorced from this band and this style of music, but like Audio Boxer sounds more Archers of Loaf to me than it does something corporate. Mm. Probably just because they had that song Audio Horror, but Audio Boxer has... Um, in addition to a shared word, just like that, that phraseology has more of a like 90s college indie rock vibe to me. Okay. Audio boxer, audio boxer. I feel like I'm just going to keep saying it now until I get that thing where it, you can't, uh, <laughs> the word doesn't mean means nothing. Yeah. Audio box. What is that? Glossolalia? I didn't know there was a term for that. Audio box. Audio I think, I think I used that. the wrong I, I used boxer. I used the wrong term. I think um, I'm pretty sure glossolalia is something different um, that's related to um, like speech difficulty after brain damage. But but there but there is a word for what I'm describing. Like okay. when you start to perceive the words as the um, the individual like phonemes and syllables instead of as a, as a word, and it okay. just like sounds like gibberish. Okay. Yeah, that is a real thing. Audio, audio boxer. Audio boxer. Audio. Audio boxer. Audio boxer. Yeah. Audio boxer. D O. Audio boxer. D O. Boxer. D O. God boxer. Audio boxer. Yeah. Maybe audio boxer. It's a good. Is it's a good phrase. Piano. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, maybe maybe it's. Um, I mean, I am thinking like audio boxer as in boxing, like fighting, but maybe it's one of those things where like boxing the keys. Yeah, or or you know, like it's a box that music comes out. Of. I was I was kind of thinking like you know how every like names for things in German are always just like, you know, um, you know, if you're like, oh, what what's the German word for like a a, you know, an apple pie? It's always like you know apple fruit and pie or something you know it's like it like uh, like i feel like the like terminology in german always sounds like an english person making fun of what they think german would sound like but then the words actually are that so like i wouldn't at all be surprised to learn that like the name for piano because like oh you know it's it's a box that audio comes out of like oh you know das audio boxer right? like, <laughs> yeah yeah or der, der audio boxer i guess right. der audio yeah. boxer yeah <laughs> Um, okay. Audio boxer. All right. Well, audio boxer. So, what do you think this is going to sound like, Dan? It sounds like you think you may have heard this band at some point. I'm I'm thinking like um, very, very mel melancholic piano driven sort of like post stuff that i know is called emo but that i don't want to call emo music okay um i'm imagining yeah like aspects of say anything but with less of um less of the like over topness uh and and less of the need for everything to be a ballad but like some similar vibes okay mm. This is something corporate song, If You See Jordan. 
You know, like, you know, like, um, I think you're pretty close to your assessment. Hey? I would say that, firstly, I, I agree. I feel like I wasn't super far off, um, both in my actual current day guess, but also in that I want to, um, rescind my rescinding and say that teen, teenage me who thought that this was music with a, uh, a musical theater element to it was not wrong. Um, <laughs> it, there is definitely a bit of theater kid energy to this. Not oh, entirely sure. band. Yeah. Like it, um, I'd never you know, seen this video before too. The video also has very... It like, lends to that theater kidness theater, of it. Even sure. like Riverdale kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely something there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that was uh, the, the closest I've been in a little while. And I mean, granted, again, I was I was working off of long, long, somewhat forgotten memories of, of what this uh, band sounded like. But I, I feel like that was not at all. Mm -hmm. okay, yes okay mm -hmm. i'm offended because yeah. i hate say anything and i love this band so <laughs> the fact that you can hear them is offensive to me but whatever <laughs> i mean I, I i will say that like um this this band, there is a similarity between those two um okay. I feel like Say Anything is doing the version of it that is the most head-ass that it could be and the most <laughs> like self-indulgent and pretentious. Sure. Yeah. Whereas something corporate appears to be doing like the version of that thing that is more uh, like agreeable and about just writing good songs rather okay. than, you know? Um, like I, I feel like they're doing the best version of the thing that say anything is doing the worst version of. Oh, okay <laughs> i don't know how to feel about that but i think that is a compliment towards this band <laughs> oh it definitely is yeah <laughs> there there are loads of bands that do terrible versions of things that i love so yeah, yeah it, it don't feel badly <laughs> okay yeah. all right well i think that does it for this week audio boxer Audio, Audio boxer. boxer. Audio boxer. Audio boxer. Okay, thank you, Marshall. Audio boxer. Of course, yeah. Have a good night, guys. Audio yeah. boxer. Okay, well, thank you, uh, Marston, for that that insight onto the uh, something corporate album cover. Um, so I'm going to start by saying very vehemently that it's fucked up to compare this band to say anything. It's maybe the most angry I've ever been about something Marston has said. Uh, so that's where I'm starting. In Brian, no way did he compare them to something corporate? He said that he thought that uh, if you see Jordan, 
was going to sound or like that was what we listened to but based on the cover and what he remembered of the band because he had actually heard of this one he thought they oh, would sound like say sound anything like? yeah mm-hmm. oh okay and he says he says he was right i forget the exact caveats he meant which uh, hmm. it's gonna sound really stupid since anyone listening to this would have heard this like 30 seconds ago and now i can't remember exactly what he said <laughs> and, and neither can you but it, he said he compared them to say anything and i'm calling bullshit on that like because I hate saying anything. Anyone who's listened to all of the episodes of this pod knows that I think Say Anything is a bullshit band. <laughs> it just occurred to me that this episode is going to come out and that part's going to play and you're going to be recalling it to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is something we've already done like twice in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I think at this point, it's, yeah, we're all kind of, we're just kind of circling the drain. We've shoved our head up our own ass a number of times and we're only like 10 minutes in. Uh, this is going to be one of the best episodes. So, uh, I think is it's the penultimate episode. It's not, though. It's not the penultimate episode. I'm declaring it the penultimate episode. So we're just going to skip one? No, I'm just saying this is the best this, this, one. This is going to be the best one. But that's not what penultimate means. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not, but, like, <laughs> at the same time, isn't it, like, supposed to be, like, the epic, like, you know, like, the crescendo like the is what supposed to be the crescendo, the the pen, penultimate is like like penultimate the, literally means second to last. That's all it means. <laughs> it's like the one before the last. So in no way, shape, or form is this the penultimate episode. I thought it was supposed to be like the epic peak of like the whatever, like the story or the song or the, the series. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I think that. For anyone who's wondering what maybe our next collection is going to be about, the way that this episode is shaping up so far is a great precursor to the sorts of things we'll be talking about next collection, I feel like. like yeah, probably. Because I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure what's <laughs> happening. Okay. We're going to talk about something corporate. That's something corporate. About. We're going to talk about them at length. Right. Like. Okay. Why don't Why don't you go first? Something well, corporate. Okay. Well, you told me. Okay. Well, not only are we are we review, reviewing Audio Boxer. Audio Boxer. Audio Box. Audio Boxer. Audio Boxer. Um. So not only are we reviewing that record, but you told me to listen to both the other full lengths. Or yeah, the other full lengths. It's like okay. So this band, I I can't. It. This band you is so me more work to do. Than, <laughs> I mean, if you have if you had listened to those albums already, look, I just said if you felt so inclined, because there's no way I can talk about something corporate without talking about their entire body of work. Because for my money, this is like one of my favorite bands of all time, and I hate that we, I hate that my own stupid way of thinking has bound us into talking specifically just about Audio Boxer, because I think it's it's their worst. It's their worst work, which it's still an incredible yeah, piece is, of work. It's pretty weak, even mm-hmm. though it's got some, a couple of like actual bangers on it. It's it's still pretty weak. Okay, all right. So we'll start there. You think you would describe it as weak? Compare, yeah. Having listened to the, the the two full lengths for sure. Okay. Yeah. So you um, were, you were a something corporate fan at the time, or? Yeah. So okay. So we we've uh, we've I've mentioned it a million times on this podcast. The uh, 
the point in my life when I was like 17 through 19, getting into emo mm-hmm. and going to therapy and going record shopping after therapy because it was just on the way home at this like used record store. Right. And I got all the all the pop punk, all the emo CDs, like obscure, regular, all that shit. And something corporate is the band that encapsulates that like captures like that moment in time for me more than any other band. Which album was it that you picked up there? I remember the format, maybe. Like when I think about that time in my life, I think about either something corporate, set your goals, or the format. Okay. Which something corporate record did you pick up? Or did you have uh, all got, of them? I didn't get Audio Boxer. Audio Boxer. Audio Boxer. Are audio. we doing every time you say Audio Boxer? I think so. Okay, cool. Um, it wasn't that particular record. It was um, Leaving Through the Window. I okay. Is that the other one? That's the next one. It's their first yeah, full the length. Next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's... I got that one, and the dude behind the counter made fun of me. What? For buying, he started like he started like mock singing, like he, like just sort of like he, in a really mocking way. He would, he was like singing punk rock princess back to me. Okay. That when he was like ringing it up, I felt like an <laughs> asshole buying this, this record, and I felt and listening to today, I kind of felt like an asshole again. <laughs> Why? I just like some, for better or worse, this 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 band encapsulates. That's a real word, right? Encap- encapsulates. Yeah. yeah, that that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it like it it, it it that word. It like describes that. Um, it just describes that 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 nineteen year old mindset that that time of my life the most. Okay. Um. And you for don't, or worse. You don't so like, like that? Okay, so is it better or worse? better like, or worse. Okay, like it, okay. ma- it makes me feel, it just made, like listening to this album makes me feel like it made me think of all the shitty times I had. Mm-hmm. And like some of the songs embarrassed me to listen to. <laughs> and like, because keep in mind, like all I listen to now is like death metal. Right. Like just that's that, like that, and, like heavy hardcore. Like, um, like for, for example, like, <laughs> There's a bit like the band that I listened to today was called God's Hate. Okay. Like there's like this really just ignorantly heavy hardcore band. Like I was just go I went from that to something corporate and like mm-hmm. just hearing his voice is like compared to like <laughs> like I just I just felt like a it just, just felt small and like insignificant and like Okay. Like just not like borderline embarrassed to be alive. <laughs> but um, but some of the other songs I, I was like really into. Like if you see Jordan, I think is a really really fucking awesome song. Okay. And and it's hilarious. It is funny, yeah. And like um, but like um, this is also like a band that like I that appeared on the most amount of like make cds for girls i mean mm-hmm. like i made during this time like they were the go-to band like okay. one of the go-to bands and i think they have the most songs or any other band that have appeared on said mix cds that i can think of 
um, what was I mean, what are some of the best songs for that kind of mixtape from um, from something corporate? I want to save you. I think was was a good one. And he sings about newfound glory in that one. That's true. The sound of sex and newfound glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 was that was the one I had to skip right away. That, Why? It, it made it made me feel really embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> to be alive because I was. I put that on so many mix CDs for girls that I thought were damaged, even though they, like, I don't know. It just, just I, it just really reminded me of like, I, I was just like 19 was not a good year for me. Okay. Just like, didn't know anything about other people. Yeah. You know, had a very selfish worldview. It's like, just reminded me of not, it didn't like, didn't quite remind me of a good person like so like i i had like a really really weird emotional journey listening to this album okay and audio boxer audio boxer audio boxer audio boxer audio boxer okay so let's let's focus on that one to start with what i mean so you said you like if you see jordan what were the was it was it specific songs that made it uh made I you feel like it was weaker weak? towards the end Okay. Like it started off good with Hurricane, right? Is that what it kicks off with? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, that was a good one. Um, but yeah, as it, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the track listing here. Um, I thought, yeah, that was a good one. If you see Jordan was obviously like the hit. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, as far as I'm, as far as it's concerned. Oh. Punk Rock Princess, okay. Um, so this is, yeah. So speaking of really bad people, <laughs> um, I yeah, I could have listened to Punk Rock Princess. Uh-huh. You said you couldn't? What? You said you could not? No. Okay. I couldn't listen to that one because um, during the, my, like, um, way back in the, during the MySpace days, mm-hmm. this kid I went to high school with, um, let's call him. Let's call him Jordan. Okay. Of, yeah, if he's like, because he is like the Jordan of, like my world. Okay. Um. He like he's like he was like a relationship guy in high school. What does that mean? Like he like he always had a girlfriend. Okay. And like, but but wasn't like popular or anything like that. Like he like. Didn't have a lot of friends. He just had girlfriends. Just a series of intense relationships. Okay. He was like that. I guess that's what a relationship guy is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, I used to be friends with him, but like in high school, like we, we went our separate ways because he's a piece of shit. And like, he didn't do anything to me, like, like wrong. It was just like, just went, went our separate ways, you know. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, his name on MySpace was was GarageBand King. Okay. And one of his girlfriends at the time was Punk Rock Princess. Okay. And that just annoyed the shit out of me. And he's like legitimately he's like a he's like a really bad guy. Like all of his girlfriends or ex girlfriends said he was a really really big piece of shit and like really abusive and stuff like that and like. So, but because of that, like, you can't listen to be- this song. 
I just, yeah, because I, yeah, pretty okay. much. <laughs> that's because that's who I think about. I because like I, that like that shit's just ingrained in my in my mind, you know. Like, yeah. Um, excuse me. Yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't listen to that song because of that. Also, he like we dated two of the same people. Okay. And he just really he just really screwed them up. Okay. At the time, like I like got to them. And you know, just like <laughs> the cat's food time. Yeah, it's cat's food time. <laughs> I can't. I still can't believe you didn't notice this until last week. I I, get, I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's relentless though. <laughs> it, it, he he says it three times, and then it stops. So we're oh, done. Okay. Now. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that was that's that's my piece with uh, something corporate, so far. Okay, that's that's my that was my that was my piece. That was what I had to bring to the table with uh, with audio boxer, audio boxer, audio boxer, audio box. So okay, so you didn't like because so, all right. So moving on to I think the overall next... it was a it was a, it was an emotional experience. Like what did you think about the last three uh, songs on the EP? We got Little oh, um, Bad Day like said, and Walking Kind of gets by. forgettable as it goes along. I think Walking By is an incredible song. Walking By, okay, yeah, maybe, it could be. I just, I, I, I just like. Bad. Is there a song? Okay, one of these songs reminded me of Coldplay. Either Bad Day or Little. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't hear that, but maybe. Hold on. Those, I think, are the two weak ones for sure. Okay, it's not. I mean, we can just oh, listen little to does. Little reminds me of Coldplay. Little reminds you of Coldplay? Yeah. How? It's like the piano. They all have piano. I know, I, I, I know but like the opening, just like just that the opening, the, the way it begins with the piano. Like, kind of, it's got like a an interesting rhythm that's like I can't describe. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can kind of hear uh, a Coldplay aspect to that. Like, yeah, so like the piano tone reminds me of, like the tone of it reminds me of Coldplay. Okay. All right. That's an interesting thing that I'd never thought about. So yeah, I think that obviously the first three songs I think are the ones that are the best probably, but they're done so much better on Leaving Through the Window because those three songs got carried over to the full length. Mm. And they sound, they're they're decent here, but they sound a lot better on Leaving Through the Window. And then I I agree that Little and Bad Day, um, they leave something to be desired, but I still think Walking By is an incredible song. That's the one with the, the string, uh, the string parts, like, violin and cello okay. and stuff at the end i, I really like that, that one. one you don't remember that one no <laughs> did you did you listen yeah no i, I listen i listen to all of audio boxer audio boxer audio boxer audio boxer but you don't remember i mean it's only six songs yeah i, I mean by, by the end of it i was kind of tuned out i guess after your granddad um, left home for the circus 
He was young just like me With hope to explore He married a girl in I think one of the things I like about that song in particular, um, I mean, later in our interview with the, our guest, uh, he talks about, you know, being on drive through records and touring with bands like Finch and some um, Newfound Glory and stuff. Like, everyone seemed to try to want to say that they're a punk rock band, right? And like, mm-hmm. but it's like, well, yeah, they did some music that might fall into that, but they were just trying to make good music. And I think this is an example of that. I mean, it's, it's a waltz. Oh, yeah. It's with a piano. It's with a string section. This doesn't really fit into anything else in their catalog, and certainly nothing else Definitely on drive through records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, never, I never really got any like the. I never really understood why they they were considered a punk band or like toured with pop punk bands. You know, like they yeah they kind of set out to make yeah like and succeeded in making just good music, and that's yeah that's like an early example of it. Okay, so all right. So, do you like which of the two albums do you like better? Then it sounds like um, you are you, you're embarrassed by leaving to the window at this point. It sounds like, <laughs> that, yeah. I, I and I never listened to North before. Really, you hadn't listened to North. Okay. No, I mean I just never found it in the store, so I never bought it, and I just never bothered to check it out. So, did you, you take know, a, a listen for for this episode or no? Yeah, and it was. It was good. It was not my thing necessarily, but like it was noticeably way more mature. Yeah. Sounding and like it was very more, it was a lot more focused sounding. Okay. Like they kind of stuck with one sound. They're very like that piano driven, like rock, indie rock, sort of emo ish. Yeah. Pop punk ish thing. Like, yeah. um, I could. Like maybe give my mom that CD and she'd listen to it. <laughs> like it kind of like bordered on like adult contemporary, but not quite not quite there. Like the way Jack's Mannequin is kind of like it's like more mom music. Okay, so that that's because we've talked about Jack's Mannequin before, and I don't want to open that whole can again yeah but, but how did you find jack's mannequin then if you weren't like if you never listened to north how did you end up listening to everything in transit i know you've listened to that record well like, i found out that dude the dude had a new band so okay like, oh, okay i'm gonna check that out gotcha yeah um yeah so where does this fall on, I mean, we've talked about a lot of albums and most of which you haven't cared for too much outside of Alistair. Where does this fall in terms of your likability compared to other ones? Like, do you like it more than the Midtown record we talked about? Oh, dude, this is way better than Midtown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, If You See Jordan is like one of the best songs I've had to listen to because of this podcast. Okay. Um, so like, what, so he, um, speaking of that song, unless we're gonna get into that later, I, I there's nothing specific I'm getting into about it. Okay, so didn't you say at one point that he doesn't approve of that song anymore? Yeah, he's not a big fan of that song anymore. Like they went on a reunion tour, uh, something corporate did back in 2010, and they, I mean, they still played it every night. But I remember 
um, when the second Jack's Mannequin album came out, um, The Glass Passenger, he did a he was on um, a podcast or he gave an interview and they were saying like, well, what's uh, give us an example of how like what's a song that's really like what you used to sound like versus what you sound like now. And he didn't really want to tell them. Um, I just remember him being afraid that if he said, if you see Jordan, they would then play a clip of it. And he didn't really <laughs> care to have that played again. Ooh. Um, I think he just finds it very immature, but I mean, they, they still play it when they've done their last tour, right. it, which is 11 years ago now, but it, I mean, it's certainly an immature song. There's no, there's no denying that. And it's about a real person. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're not going to, he still plays a, a handful of something corporate songs um, at his concerts these days, but you're not going to catch him playing. If you see Jordan. Damn. I really want to. Yeah. Okay, well then, should we get into some videos here then? Uh, yeah, already. Yeah. Like, what was what was the what's? I thought. I thought. What are your thoughts on this album? So I mean, I, I I told you I think it's I think it's incredible, especially the first three songs and Walking By. The other two I I find forgettable a lot, but I think it's still they're still good when I go back and listen to it. My first first time I came to something corporate was with um, Leaving Through the Window, which is still. And I think an incredible album that almost made my top 10 when we did our uh, top 10 oh, wow. Patreon episode. So again, check out uh, patreon.com slash ZG lab pod. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned that on this episode yet. So um, <laughs> you can find our, find our top tens there, but yeah, that almost, that almost made it. Um, but it's weird because on that one specifically, I just listened to like, I would listen to like the first five songs and then it got into like some of the later ones and like, and I was like, ah, this, I don't really like this. But then maybe a year later, someone in high school was like, Oh yeah, you've got to listen to the whole thing. It's really good. So I went back and I listened to it and I, I don't know what I missed the first time around, but like some of those songs like straw dog, I think is an incredible song. That's a good one. Yeah. Fall. I like the, the globes yeah. and maps, the album yeah. closer, I think is really good. So those are all very good. Yeah. It is a really, it is admittedly a really good album. Like I'm, I'm just like saying, like how it made me feel. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't I, just because it made me feel a certain way. It doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. Like I, I still think it, there's still think it's it's full of incredible songs. Yeah, and then I, I was really into North when it came out as well. I liked the more mature sound of it songs like Only Ashes, um, where they kind of, I mean, there's piano in every song, right? But they kind of shed. The pretense of trying to be a piano band for that one and they just kind of rock out which i, I appreciate that but then yeah. you know, more I piano always, driven ones as well i always really liked 21 and invincible that's a good one yeah i didn't know when i was getting into something corporate like a little deeper i didn't know that um i, I always went for the early i, I wanted to hear the early stuff uh-huh instead of hearing the late stuff so i i heard it i i always thought that was an early song no, yeah, it's from their last one. It's uh, yeah, I think that's a, an incredible one. That's one that he's been known to still play every now and then. So I've seen him play that a few times, which is cool. They also have a first uh, their first record that they put out before they were on drive through called Ready Break, which you can't really find anywhere. But yeah, I yeah, like when I was like trying to get into them more after hearing Leave Through the Window, I, I tried to track that one down. Yeah, and, and that's the one that has constant. I think I had that at like. Yeah, I think I had it at one point, like the, the MP3s of it. Yeah, I've still got it somewhere too. Um, 
but I mean, and it's again, it's I think it's really good. I think it's interesting on that one. He um, he uses the F slur on one of the songs oh, on he? that album. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oof. But he, it's I mean, not that it's excusable in any sense, but I think the exact lyric is like someone refers to him as that word. Oh, okay. I mean, that doesn't make it better necessarily, right? But... I can see why he, 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 as a writer, would be in the position to use the word in that context and think it's okay. Yeah, they definitely have some questionable choices. Like, one of the songs, and this song never got released, and, like, the only time I've ever been able to find it is, like, a really shitty live version, but they had a song called If I Were a Terrorist, I'd Bomb Your High School Graduation. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, every band has that. stuff like that, but I thought that's a really, that doesn't really fit with, um, mm-hmm. with them or like what I've seen Andrew come to do since then. So every time I think of that, that's just kind of like a really weird anomaly. <laughs> I think that um, they, I think there's a, an angst to something mm-hmm. corporate that is, oh, yeah. is raw. Yeah, for sure. Do you like, do you care for his um, solo material for the post Jack's mannequin stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness is still really good. The first, the self-titled LP, um, I really liked it at the time. I think it's because it had been so long since I had gotten new material from him. Listening back to it now, I just think it falls really flat. It's his only record he's done that doesn't involve a guitar at all. And I think that really stands out. And uh, his big single, Cecilia and the Satellite, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, yeah, that that was the one song I listened to of his like newer material, and I was like, that song garbage. And I hate, yeah, I hate going to see him live, and that, that's what he always closes with. And like, oh, and then really? people are like chanting it, right? Like, we get to the encore, he plays. That's like his big hit, right? Yeah, he plays like so the wise. two standard ones he always does for the encore, and then people are like shouting like. Cecilia, Cecilia. I'm like, why do we have yeah. to like? Why do we? Why do we have to listen to this song at all? Like, I just don't. I don't appreciate that yeah. song. <laughs> at least at his concerts, that means you can go and be the first one in the parking lot. Uh, no, because I usually stick around to try to meet him. So. Oh yeah. Which I've been successful at, but I still continue to do it anyway. So. <laughs> um. So that's you haven't listened to any of the three albums he's put out after Jack's Mannequin. No. Did you listen? I don't even to know him? if I listen. I don't even know if I listened to the last Jack's Mannequin album. Okay. Did you listen to the second one, the Glass? Yeah, Glass I, I had that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I gave it to my mom. You gave it to your mom? Yeah. Like, the co- like the copy that I had. Okay. How did you like that one compared to everything in transit? Uh, I liked it a lot, but not enough to keep it. I was like. Mom, you'd like this music, because she likes her, her favorite. Like the only artist she listens to is like Bruce Hornsby. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I was like, you you might like this. It's kind of piano. I saw Jack's. No, was it Jack's Mackin? No, it was Andrew McMahon, The Wilderness, play live once, and they did a cover of the Bruce Hornsby song, the one that Tupac uses. I don't remember what the actual song is called uh, now. Uh, the way it is. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. So nice. yeah, I guess it makes sense that you would kind of lump them in with Bruce Hornsby. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what my mom listens to, and I was like, "This, this has a piano. My mom, yeah. I like it." 
But yeah, this, I mean, this, this band has meant a tremendous amount to me, mainly because of Andrew McMahon. But I think that, um, I mean, they have two songwriters and Andrew does the bulk of the songwriting, but I, I really, I genuinely think that Josh, uh, wrote some amazing songs that are underrated. Like, um, mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, it's unfortunate because Andrew McMahon is really, you know, a powerhouse of a songwriter and a front man. So I think it makes sense that he just kind of dominated, but, um, like her, you mentioned Hurricane, that's a song that Josh wrote. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good one. The first single from North was a song that he wrote, Space, which I thought was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Only Only Ashes, uh, The Runaway. I, so I think that he is criminally underrated, but it doesn't surprise me um, to kind of because when you're in the shadow of Andrew McMahon, I don't know what else you'd expect necessarily. I like him more because he went on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that makes him a lot cooler too. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I'm sorry if you felt like I was telling you you had to listen to those two records. I just said it. If you wanted to listen to them, then we could. Oh also no, I had a good time with them as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would feel bad, except for you made me listen to "Life and Dreaming" by Hidden in Plain View. So. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm never gonna let that one down, huh? <laughs> Probably not. Okay, are we ready for some videos here then? Because there's a lot of them. Okay, yeah, let's 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 get right into it. Okay, this is them playing Hurricane Live. I believe this is on the uh, Live Adventure Theater DVD that came out in 2004, I believe. I used to watch this DVD in my room in high school and just think it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. just let this whole thing play like we should just watch the entire dvd <laughs> essentially how i feel at this point like uh, i think it's hard with dvds i it sounds great but they obviously do a lot of work with it afterwards i think they are a great live band but i think a dvd isn't fair because you get the chance to go and edit it and make it sound even better mm-hmm. um so, okay, so next, this one's actually from Leaving Through the Window, but I thought it would be interesting to watch because it's from Warp Tour in 2002. Um, and it's them playing, which this is, uh, this is probably one of their more problematic ones uh, 20 years later, but this is them playing Drunk Girl. All the power to you. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we didn't talk about that song. <laughs> That song is sketchy as hell. Yeah, I, com- yeah, I completely forgot about this song. I 
this is even older than Leaving Through the Window because this one is also on Ready Break, so it's from like 99 or 2000 when they were still in high school. I don't know. I, this is a 12 minute video. I just what watched flag. Okay. I don't. All right. Let's see what we've got oh. here. Yeah. You know the drummer of this band's name is? I have no idea. Pathetic. What? Athletic. Athletic. Yeah. I think it sucks ass. Do they? I've never listened to them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they're on the same YouTube video as something corporate. Antiflex is ass. I don't care what anyone says. Antiflex sucks. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Okay. Here is something Corp playing. Uh, punk rock princess. I'm sorry, you'll have to listen to at least part of this song. Uh, this is them playing at a 97X festival, so I imagine that's some sort of radio festival. In oh, it was up, this was How just uploaded up last year, this is from probably like 2003. I imagine. All right, we'd like to see everybody in this house jumping up and down. You think we can fucking do that, clear water? What? talked about this song being more tongue-in-cheek than anything i think at one of the shows he introduces it as like he was really into this girl who was big into like punk rock bands and that was never really his scene so he's like oh i'll write this song like oh yeah what if i could be like that so the song mm. is it's like tongue-in-cheek mm. but it's really it's weird because he'll still perform this one sometimes and it's just strange to see so many people my age or older uh jumping up and down in a <laughs> like that yeah. because I feel like I'm too old to go to concerts basically and I'm certainly by no means the oldest person at these shows so when the shows come back you're gonna you're gonna stay home huh no I still go to his, his those are pretty much the only concert <laughs> I go to now is him and I went to the new really? Found Glory 20 year anniversary show but that's about it damn dude so you don't even care if shows come back huh? uh, I mean I want to see him live again Okay, this is them playing Punk Rock Princess again, the AOL sessions. AOL sessions are always weird. I feel like, well, let's just see. I feel like there's a lot more, uh, it's a lot more raw, I guess. So this is from 2002. Yeah, I, I, I see. Yeah, I see that. And they're literally just like in a practice space. They've all got headphones on. Oh, 
Did you, you ever saw them live or no? No, I've never seen them live. Um, he actually, like, he actually, like, you know, like what I used to say on this podcast, where like it's impossible to look cool and playing the piano. Uh huh. No, I think he kind of looks cool playing the piano. I think he does too, and like he jumps up and down on. He treats it like a guitar, basically sometimes, and I think he's found a way to look cool doing it. It, it is hard. I agree with you. I think we've specifically talked about like. Hello, goodbye, and motion city soundtrack. And like you just you just think you try to look so cool at your little keyboard. Maybe it's because he's at an actual piano instead of some like dinky yeah. ass little electronic keyboard or whatever. Right, right. Like he's like, which means he know he actually knows the instrument. Right. So therefore, yeah, he can actually look cool playing it. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, maybe that that helps too. So we've seen a number of bands play at this drive-through. Uh, invasion tour and i wasn't sure if something corporate had played at this one but um i recognize this background so here they are it seems like whenever we find a video from this particular concert the band's just kind of crush it into the middle here we're doing the synchronized jumping that one because they do they you they make it different like they're not trying to play it exactly like they played it on the album like they were doing some guitar stuff and some different melody lines with the vocals oh yeah gotta mix it up a little bit okay here's here's what you're here to see here's them doing if you see jordan on their reunion <laughs> tour in 2010 hell yeah and this was the only time i saw them live like for a full set was on this reunion tour uh when they came through Look at that swagger he's got. He's not exactly his fucking Mick Jagger. Well, let's skip to the end because I bet he gets on the piano. <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah, see? Fun, cool. Punk jump with a piano. If yeah. only you could lift the <laughs> piano up. Right. Okay. Um, all right, let's get let's get into covers. Yeah. Okay, here's our friend of the pod, Hunter DeBlanc. This is the other drive through cover I could find that he has done. Uh, it's him doing a hurricane. It's like on some, it seems like it's on some podcast or some weird radio show or something. So the quality is thanks to Hunter DeBlanc, T Dub DeBlanc. Sorry, uh, Jacob uh, and Paul uh, off the oh, wall. Let me go home and look up T Dub. <laughs> I bet there's not a, a domain. And there's yet. like a weird cat on the background behind him. <laughs> keyboard cat, yeah. Um, that's a popular name, right? The keyboard is it? Cat. I don't know. That's a name of something. Cat's too distracting. <laughs> I can focus on that goddamn cat behind him. <laughs> Pretty stripped back for for Mr. Hunter to vlog. Yeah, no, no groovy drums or bass lines or anything. No groovy bass lines, no trap beats. What's what's, what's up with that? Just really. Okay, I, I, I follow him on TikTok now. Oh, do you? I've never. I'm not on TikTok, so I. But I, I he talks about I it on Twitter all the time. I see videos quite frequently. Yeah. Are they good? They're pretty good. Hunter's awesome. Uh, okay, here's a cover of "Bad Days" by War Party '87 from February of 2010. He covered "Bar Baby" by, by Big Mo. He did. This is a cover in yeah. the kitchen. Convenient. It's one of my favorite something corporate songs. This is "Bad Days." Okay, so this guy's got like a pink go. guitar yeah. with little flowers on it. Here we go. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. That looks annoying. It's been a bad day. Another bad day. And all I want to do is look at you and know I'm okay. Where I'm sitting, shoes ain't fitting. And I'm walking backwards, looking down. Don't see the sky, I see the ground. That was, uh... That was a little like, painful. <laughs> this is what you have to sit to to get weed sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you'll show up and they'll like just want to play I, their acoustic guitar for you? Yeah, this is what you have to sit through to get weed sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I, that's what I felt like watching this guy. It's like this guy looks like he sells weed. He sells mids. <laughs> and he's just like, like, you want to hear me play something corporate? He's like, yeah, man, before I get you that, uh, that, that. <laughs> Like, want to hear this cover I've been working on? I guess. I guess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a cover of Hurricane. This is by In Current Standing, and appears to be two two girls on acoustic guitars. Hey, YouTube. This, this is from 2008. and it's by Something Corporate, and. Uh, I'm covering it with myself over here. Hi. Um, it's, oh, I see. Just I thought videos. it was two girls. It's the same girl, <laughs> just with a split screen. I thought it was the same girl. When you said it was two different uh, girls, I was like, are you sure it was two different twin. people? That have kept secret from me. <clears throat> Awfully alike. So, <laughs> Shake down, you make me break. Can I say, I think I'm on the 
you know, I'd like to hear like Taylor Swift to do a something corporate cover, or like a cover of any back rock song. I think she's covered Dashboard before. I think so too. I think she's a Dashboard fan. Maybe we'll find out next week. Maybe. was fine yeah yeah they did a good job <laughs> they they did a great job yeah all right here is denny london doing a cover of walking by and he is misspelled by and this is from 2008 this is something corporate cover your granddad left home for Oh, he's really he's into it. That's just based on what he looks like, that is not what I thought was going to come out. With home to explore, he married a girl in Virginia. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, uh, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. What did you think it was going to sound like based on what he looked like? I mean, so he's got a beard. Yeah, and he's got really long hair. Like, he looks like a he, look, he looks like a he looks like a bridge troll. A bridge troll? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mean that like an, an offensive way. He just he looks <laughs> What's like the, he just... there's a non offensive way to mean to say that. <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't, no offense, but you kind of look like a bridge troll. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, do, 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 do. I have okay. Let's try this. Uh, I think this is a ukulele cover of "Walking By," which I know we like those. Oh no! Hey, look. Last time we found a ukulele cover, it was that Jerusensión guy, and it was amazing. So that's true, but there's only one of him. <laughs> this is Artemis Hardin from 2018. Of course, your name's Artemis, <laughs> and that's what she looks like. Okay, well, describe her look for us then. She's just what? <laughs> she's in yoga pants, maybe, or running pants. Wearing many scarves. Though. Many scarves. Five scarves. That tiny hoodie. Looks like uh, she looks like. looks like what he looks like she sells mushrooms and crystals okay and would you be into that no no okay absolutely not um there were way too many covers of walking by but i'm kind of i'm kind of into it because it's just really gives people a chance to be earnest and uh this is Haley topin covering it in 2012 he married a girl in Virginia. She has no instruments, so it's just her. No instruments. She could swing the oh, trapeze. <laughs> they could you're not, sleep you're not into acapella covers? It's too intimate. It's too intimate. Your mother was born in December. She kind of looks like Tina Fey. On the one sunny day. Like, I imagine it with glasses. I wish I had a way to like, put glasses over her. Warm yeah. summer eyes that flickered like fire. <laughs> so, okay, so acapella is too intimate. That, that was that made me deeply uncomfortable. 
I feel like I feel like we've seen this person before, or maybe it's just that there's so many uh, teenagers in their bedroom covering drive-through records bands. But I feel like we've seen this uh, Jared Matthew before. Specifically, I think we saw him cover a Hello Goodbye song. All right, so this is it's entirely possible. I feel like half these people are named Jared. This is an incredible song, and I just hope that even if you don't like my cover of the song, that you decide to go and download. Why would I download it if I don't like it, Jared? This is from February of 2010, yeah. And he's gonna do Walking By. Jared's getting a little defensive up top. Right, like, look, you might not like it, but please download it. Oh my god, it's acapella again. <laughs> he looked right into my soul. It's full of it's too intimate. These, these acapellas are too intimate. He married a girl. He's got like the perfect Tom DeLong hair, like circa the self-titled album. Yeah. I knew a kid like that. I knew a kid who looks like him. They could sleep on the floor. He turned out to be a pop punk guy. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. This is the last one, I think, of Walking By. That's a cover. Oh, I've got live good. ones like interspersed out throughout the time. Of of walking by. I know. Okay, this is a shirtless gentleman uh, doing Walking By in October of 2010. This is looking right into the camera. You should not make that yeah, much eye contact. Like, no matter where I move, he's just he looking at me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how that's possible, but it appears to be. Like one of those paintings that follows you. Why does he have to be shirtless? Because he's, he's presumably in his own place. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't care about that. It's like, it's just the the. The eye contact is really, really freaking me out. Okay, let's close out the walking by section here with uh, Andrew actually performing it um, on his solo tour from 2019. You know, higher. Uh, okay, here we go. This is during his phase when he wore ties. I didn't care for that phase. I mean, it definitely it needs drums and strings. Yeah, it's a little too slow to just be him and the piano. Okay. Yeah, it could use some strings for sure. Okay, here is an acoustic cover of Hurricane. I picked this one because uh, this looks like this guy's playing in like a public bathroom or something. Oh, this is from right. 2007. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Where is he? Oh, wow. 
well yeah he's in a fucking bathroom like yeah Echo's probably <laughs> insane and in i don't know what Jesus. he's doing okay are you familiar with thinking it either it's just are you familiar with mayday parade yeah okay well apparently they've covered punk rock princess i've heard the name mayday parade but i don't think i've ever listened. not very good okay is it just one guy is it kind of like dashboard confessional no i think they're a band so i found a couple of covers of them or videos of them covering it but it's always just a guy and a guitar you ready this is like a band i would have i would have pretended to like in high school to impress a girl. Okay. Because, like, every girl I knew in high school liked this band. And they were really? too... Yeah, they were a little too... I guess. But I didn't know any guys that listened to them, so I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to listen to this ever. I never... Like, girls were I never got the... Because, like, just listen to this... It literally sounds like he's gonna cry, and I don't—I never understood the vocalist who always sounds like they're about to cry while they're singing. Yeah, it's funny that Mayday Parade was like a band that I would have pretended to like, in, like in order to impress a girl. When my friend, when I was talking talk, talk about the about the podcast, uh-huh. um, he said that. He listened to something corporate, or he pretended to listen to something corporate to impress girls. Oh, really? Yeah. So he would, he just pretended to listen to them? Yeah. Like when, like, a girl would be like, yeah, like, like, you know, like, you ever, you never pretended to like a band just to impress a girl? No, I'm way too snobby about like my bands. Like, I would be like, oh, you don't listen to something corporate? What's wrong with you? Like, because I earnestly love something corporate or Jack's man. I can't like. I pretended to tolerate a lot of shit. It's, it's not like, I, I don't think I pretended to like anything. Okay. But you I, just I pretended, pretended to tolerate it. Tolerate a lot. Yeah. Cause I have my own taste in music. You know, like, that's like, just that's just my own. Right. So, like, I'm really picky. So yeah, I, pre- I pretended to let, not to like, but to be like, oh yeah, this is okay. This is pretty good. You know, but a lot of shit. Okay, fair enough. All right, here is our this week's cover from Make Believe. It's a nightcore version of uh, Punk Rock Princess. Oop. No, the harms sound pretty cool. Before, okay, before the vocals kicked in, it sounded like System of a Down. <laughs> what? System of a Down? Yeah, like play it again from the beginning. I guess. Especially like that opening drum yeah, fill. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I haven't thought about System wow. of a Down in a long time. <laughs> Here is uh, the cover of Little by Matthew E. Leonetti. If I can get my mouse to work. Hello. Open link. New window. No. (laughs) Oh, God. What have I done? 
Oh, here we go. Wait, no. Can you see my screen? What is on my screen right now? Yeah, I can still see your screen. And this is the one you said sounds like Coldplay. Yeah. I've got Coldplay ass melody. Climbing out of the sky, a man could fly. Had it's got like a British accent. Some sort of accent. Oh, yeah, I get that. Oh, look, right here in the description, it says it's from Audio Boxer. Audio Boxer? Audio Boxer. Okay. All right, let's, let's move along here. Thank you. Uh, oh, no, what is this? Picture in picture? Get this off my screen. Oh, no. I couldn't escape it. <laughs> Okay, uh, where oh here we go a uh, ska cover of if you see Jordan. Ooh, the Scoppy Cat ska cover. If you see Jordan, let's see. Get this in the new tab. There you go. There we go. Jesus. Okay, <laughs> Scoppy Cats. Okay, I thought it was the Scappy Cats, but Scoppy Cats makes more sense. Scoppy, yeah, Scott. Okay, Scott, yeah. Took a weird turn. It did take a weird turn at the verse. Like, like the piano did not have to with that, that the horns at all. No, uh-uh. and the vocals were really off too. Yeah, I, I agree. They're like so high in the mix. I took a really bad turn. Okay, here I chose this one because it appears to be two middle-aged men covering "If You See Jordan." Oh, some dads covering. Dude, is it on? Okay. Yeah, it's on. Oh, now they don't look middle-aged for this one, No, these are like teenage boys. What are you kidding? Well, when they turn around, hey guys, it looks like middle-aged men. Hey, what's up? How we been? Yeah, yeah. I've been I, practicing I, for about are... two minutes. And uh, we're doing a cover of If You See Joined by Something Corporate. Like, Dark is because of... Just play the fucking song. Oh, look, this is almost 10 years old, and it's got 72 views.
I'm sure they haven't aged well because they both look middle aged, and this was they're clearly yeah. not. I was hoping it'd be some dads. That'd be I, that's what I thought. Covering okay. your daughter's favorite song. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's try this one. I picked this one because it's called "If You See Alex." I don't even. I think it's a couple. Oh shit! Yeah, it's probably someone I know from high school. Okay, so we've got like two girls. They look like they're in like a very dark room, and there's like a looks like a disco ball light like spinning around. It's like every few seconds, like, this light spins across them. Yeah. Okay, here comes the chorus. They gotta say my name. Oh, it's about a girl, Alex. Yeah. Uh oh. Middle school's over. <laughs> you really young. I wonder what she did. I don't know. But this was, let's see, they are going by the name of Mick Kitts Miller Baby. And this was from February of 2010. Jasper and I changed the lyrics slightly from the song If You See Jordan by Something Corporate. Okay, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh. So much. <laughs> oh, this is a this is another visual one that people will just have to check out our socials for. It's a punk rock princess, but it's a Series of clips um, featuring Avril Lavigne because I guess she is the, the true punk rock be more pictures like it's not changing rapidly enough how am i supposed to stay invested in it when the still is like 50 right. seconds at a time i like your little fuck belt buckle there on the last one <clears throat> okay here is a full band cover which we rarely get a band called faraday covering hurricane band called what faraday oh faraday <gasps> Right, I'm not the only one anymore. Slow down, wake me, break for goodness sake. I think I'm on it was disappointing. I thought it would be better. That reminds this just reminds me of every band that plays when you're in like Lion, like the county fair. Like I'm in, <laughs> yeah. I'm in line to get a brat at the county fair. Yeah, fair enough. And that's playing like to my left, and I'm just like, <sighs> okay, let's when's, give another. When's, when's, when's Sugar Ray going on? 
Okay, let's give another band a shot at this song. This is the Black Box Scandal. Ooh. 2013. Uh, Black Box Scandal. It's not a full band. I was trying to sing it like he's going to be on American Idol. <laughs> all right um yeah let's we're gonna do two more you want all right okay look do you want which of these two can you see my screen well enough to tell me which ukulele yeah. cover you want to look at <laughs> Let's do the, the the bottom one. Okay, this is Baseman Spiff One. Oh, cool! Named after the Calvin Hobbes alter ego. Oh, okay, yeah. Spaceman Spiff. I couldn't see what he looked like, so that's why I picked that one. Oh my god, a video from whatever the fuck that says. How's it going, Ukulele Underground? Ukulele Underground. Base guy, Matt. From the great state of Illinois. Fuck Illinois. You fucking Illinois bastard. You fib, go away. Oh, God, he's showing us his ukulele. Just play the song. I think I'm on the edge. Something new. He looks like such a douche. I mean, he's playing it's it fine. too emo to be on, like, it's too angsty to be played on a ukulele. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, if, yeah. Okay. That was, that was very awkward. Do you feel like buying a coffee for anyone? Ooh, are we watching the, the buy me a coffee lady? Yeah, so uh, she's back again. This is right. Jocelyn Allen. Um, she does interpretive dance. I looked up her channel and there's like hundreds of videos of her just dancing to various songs. Here she is dancing to punk rock Neighbors lady. <laughs> neighbors. Why is your video so loud? Like, what do you think she thinks she's being artistic? Is it a joke? Look, 13 views. <laughs> you know what Kamala Harris' stepdaughter looks like? Wait, what? Do you know what Kamala Harris's stepdaughter looks like? <laughs> no. You know, you haven't seen the pictures of her yet. Mm-mm. <clears throat> they, they they look like they'd be friends. Let's take a look here. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm not going to comment on that. I'll just I'll let you have said that, and everyone else can go look that up if they'd like. They, they look like they're friends. They're probably the same interpretive dance class. <laughs> Uh, okay, should we give this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Uh, it was just so loud. 
Okay. Lady, I got neighbors. Lady, don't you have neighbors? <laughs> Turn the volume down. Uh, sweet dance moves. Okay. All right, and that was, I just want to make sure that was from the pod. Yes, okay. All right. <laughs> Ryan, uh, final thoughts on Aw, D, a boxer by the band Something Audio Corporate. Boxer. Audio boxer. Audio boxer. Um, my thoughts on that particular album were that it was good. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We want quite. This has been quite the episode. It has been. It's been. And a look journey. where we ended up. Like yeah, what's on the screen now? <laughs> like that's where we ended. That's that's where we ended up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how we could have gotten there. No, this is not what I was predicting when we started. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah. I mean, my final thoughts are this: this EP is fucking awesome, but nowhere near as awesome as their later stuff. And um, it's, it's stick around because we actually got the guitar player from Something Corporate to uh, talk to us um, by way of oh, stalk. Yeah, I basically was- stalked him, so that, that that's great. <laughs> Wow, you have to listen to all of that to get through. You have to get through all of this episode to get to the interview, which hopefully you have done. But yeah, I mean, if this wasn't long enough, here's another forty minutes of a guest spot. So, thanks everyone. Welcome to the Zeitgeist Lab, uh, Josh Partington from Something Corporate. Josh, uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. Good, good. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I mean, what are you up to tonight? I think in our, our email chat, you had said you just put your small kids to bed, which I can relate to. I just did that as well. So <laughs> I, I did. I have a I have a, a son and a daughter that are um, six and eight years old. Okay. And... Um, and uh, I spent most of the evening hanging out with them and nice. then put them to bed and read some stories and yeah. Dad life, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what I do now. That's my, that's, you know, <laughs> but you know, there's a time and a place for everything. So enjoy right. it while, and you know, they'll, they'll come a time when they won't want to hang out with me before they go to bed so i'm going to enjoy it now right that's what i'm <laughs> that's what i'm scared of my kids are one and five and i'm like oh like sometimes i'm like oh this is way too much and i'm like well i better just like it now because one day they're just going to hate me i assume so <laughs> yeah enjoy the good things of life while they're around and forget the bad right so okay before we dive into like our actual topic here I did want to tell you, and this probably doesn't come as a surprise to you because you've probably met hundreds of fans or more, but you and I have met before. Let me share my screen here really quick. Uh, there's a picture of you and I in Salt Lake City. <laughs> that, that, in... <laughs> that, that looks like a picture I would take. That looks exactly like a picture I would take. That was a really great shirt that I that that I was wearing there too. I remember that shirt. I can't remember what it said, but it was like it was like the you know how you like you think back of your life and you think of I'm like you know, the different clothes you've worn and uh-huh. 
there's a handful of shirts that I, I a I wish I still fit into, and <laughs> oh, b <yeah. laughs> and b that like I wish I still had because those were uh, yeah. But yeah, that looks like a like a like a picture I would take. Yeah, for sure. And that was <laughs> that was here in Salt Lake. I believe it's 2006. It's on one of your tours with Firescape. So. So I just thought I'd, I'd bust that out uh, to show you. <laughs> so um, this we're we're talking this season of episodes about drive-through records and um, kind of going through, I guess, like the essential drive-through releases or bands. And I was always a huge fan of something corporate, still am. So I don't think I could have a conversation about drive-through without talking about something corporate. So I'm thrilled to have you here. So the first thing I want to know is how did you end up with drive through Did they court you? Did you reach out to them? Like, how do you end up on drive through Records in 2001? Oh, man, that's a tough question to answer. Um, well, as I remember it, and honestly, um, Andrew has a better memory than I, okay. but um, that being said, I think he's in the middle of writing a book or like a retrospective or oh, something. Oh, wow. Okay. Because he's been, call he's been calling me like every every two or three weeks like hey when we did this you know this this like random <laughs> thing like you know right like, when we you know switched managers was that on were we doing i'm like and so anyways <laughs> but he's got a better uh he's got a better handle on, on some of that but um in i guess it would have been I'm trying to think exact dates but um i guess it would have been early 2001 yeah it was probably late 2000 early 2001 okay so so let me give you let me let me go back a little bit just because okay. it'll it'll it, i'm gonna go back because this is how i'll be able to refresh my own that memory. works for me yeah, whatever so when um so we were a band while we were all in high school and so my my senior year of high school was was 98 99 okay and then i went to arizona state um in from 99 and 2000 and was coming home like every other weekend to play shows and i was like wow you know talk about god like telling you you should be somewhere else you know <laughs> right <laughs> um and so um i was lucky enough that i had still had um i forget how i had enrollment or something but i was still i had still been accepted or i was able to be uh, I, I, I was able to come home and go to UC Irvine, which is actually a better school than Arizona State. No offense to Arizona State. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, rankings are rankings. But right. <laughs> um, um, and so, you know, I came home and went to uh, UCI. And then it was pretty soon. I only went to UCI for two quarters. So that would have been the fall and then the, the, um, the winter. And so I think it was right around the end of the fall. So it would have been like December, November, December okay. of 2000 that um, I came home or that I'm sorry, that, that we started to kind of talk with with Richard and Stephanie from drive through. And then I think it was right after that, like and so probably in the I don't know, um, you know, like, like January, February. And, and I, I don't think we actually signed until I want to say May or June, because I don't think okay. we started our, it started recording our EP until June, July, somewhere in there. Gotcha. Cause yeah, that's the one we're talking about for this episode, the audio box one that came out in October. Wow. So 
yeah that sometime. makes sense that yeah. probably may june july somewhere in there is when we recorded so yeah okay. that makes sense so did but did you seek them out or did Richard yeah sorry so yeah that, guys, I, I, all, all i did was just tell you the timing i didn't tell you anything <laughs> about it anyway so um you know we were playing at a pretty um a, a pretty well-known um uh club in orange county called chain reaction we played there a lot okay um and i can't remember the guy's name that owns it and i feel really bad about that because he was one of the people who called up richard and stephanie was like you really got to check out this band something corporate okay and um they came down they saw us and they just you know you know to richard and stephanie's credit um you know they're like the kind of people that like when they buy in they just buy in like they're like they're sort of i don't want to say they're black and white because i don't, i think that makes them sound kind of like not um you know you know that they can't like appreciate the shades of gray and things but like they like when they're in they're in and that's okay. the so one thing i always remember about that so anyways we got they came and they you know so they saw us play chain reaction i'm pretty sure it was chain reaction that they saw us play and then we played like, I think they came down and just watched us practice because we didn't really have, well, that's right. We didn't have um, a bunch of, um, we didn't have like any shows really scheduled after they had kind of seen us and been like, Hey, we want to come and see you. And so I think we like just kind of had them come down and like sat, they kind of were like, we want to sign you. You guys are great. Like we want to sign you. Yeah. And we were like, cool. <laughs> and so, I mean, then honestly, after that, um it was odd because we ended up getting kind of sh the the music and listen I, I i'm gonna be completely honest with you like okay. i have no idea how the like music industry works now okay like yeah. you know and <laughs> i understand from what i understand it's like a completely different animal so i bet yeah. i am not i am not like if you're listening to this like oh okay this is what i could expect like no <laughs> right, yeah. this is what you can expect if you get into a time machine and right. go back to 1999 <laughs> sure um i have no idea again andrew would be the better one to talk about that but right um but you know, at the time it was one of those things. And this was true actually kind of through the two thousands. Cause I just remember other bands going through this and, you know, myself and Andrew with different things that, you know, nobody is into you until someone else is into you. <laughs> right. It's like, it's, it's, it's the dumbest thing or it was the dumbest thing <laughs> yeah. in the sense that, that, that they, you know, and so once, you know, drive through and drive through had a deal with MCA Right. Um, where, you know, they kind of had this subsidiary thing going, which I, I, I kind of understood, but I, I, you know, it's not really, it wasn't really my deal. So I didn't really have to understand it, but yeah. Um, but they had this deal with MCA. And so like, but once it kind of came out that it was like, oh, well, drive through and MCA are into you. Well, like then all, all of a sudden Virgin was like wanting to look at us and, you know, a bunch of other labels and which is, it's, it's kind of, it's, and that's, I, that was the way it was. It was the way it liked that for a long time, that right. you just needed one label to get into you and make you an offer in order to get like four offers. Like you never just got one offer. You always got like six right. or zero. Yeah. And so, <laughs> okay. um, so, you know, so, yeah. So, but I think, <clears throat> I think we always kind of enjoy, like, you know, there was a certain authenticity about Richard and Stephanie that I always, I always appreciated that, um, you know, I felt like they just, they, they, they kind of get, um, I think they get 
labeled as having this sort of love of of a certain type of music but i feel like they just love music and they like okay. and they like the music they like and they didn't you know and like with our band i think they let they didn't care that we didn't sound like newfound glory right they liked that we sounded like we sounded yeah. and we and i always appreciated that about them because a lot of a lot of, and it was odd to me at the farther we went in our career how many people didn't so yeah i sure. always appreciated that so what was like especially recording the audio boxer ep what was <laughs> Is there a lot of involvement from Richard and Stephanie or anyone at drive-through or do they just kind of let you be or like, what is it? Or are they a hands-on label, I guess, in your experience? Um, I felt uh, not with the music. They were, I mean, I don't know if they were with other bands um, sure. and, and, and I'm not going to like, I guess I can kind of say this because I, because I, because I think it's true. Okay. Um, I thought we were a really good band. And I still think that I still thought, I still think that like, me too, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, but I mean, it was kind of like, I feel like we kind of knew what we wanted to do. Not like we knew everything, not that yeah. we didn't need any help in anything. And that's not what I'm trying to say, but like, you know, we were, we were good musicians. I feel like towards the end of it, we became a really great group of musicians together. It's one of the things that I think I, I, I most Regret's not the right word, but I most miss, I guess I should say, about okay. about that time is that, you know, there was a, you know, it's it's kind of like thinking about, you know, Michael Jordan in the prime years, you know, it was just mm -hmm. like, man, those were like, those were the days where we're like, we, we had our, we had our crap together. And so, but uh, to answer your question, no, I don't think that um, they weren't super hands-on. They were hands-on in the sense of like, of the plan. You know, it wasn't just, okay, um, record an EP and then we'll see what happens. You know, yeah, uh -huh. it, you know, they had, you know, they had their ideas of how to get you out there and to get your name out there, to get you on tour, to who you be with, you know, stuff like that, right. getting, you know, and things like that. So they were, you know, um, they were hands-on in that regard, but they were never like, hey, you should have, you know, more shaker in this chorus or you know oh you know like that you know I, I don't ever remember i don't ever remember them really being um super um opinionated about that stuff um okay. other than being extremely supportive being like oh that's that's awesome like i really like that or that's yeah. really cool or you know if we asked them do you like this better than this i'm sure they would have given their opinion and stuff but no i don't think they weren't heavy-handed by any stretch yeah. of imagination at least you know not not about stuff like that um which i always think probably we all appreciated so i mean that, i think that leads into another question i've always had about and you brought it up this deal they had with mca and it sounds like you don't really know the ins and the outs of the deal which is fine but so as we've talked about the different records on from drive-through because I'm such a nerd, I guess, I've insisted that we stick to talking about ones that have like the DTR number on it, like drive-through records. And the audio boxer is the only one of yours that has that number 25. But then it seems like after MCA picks you up or whatever, then I mean, leaving through the window in North don't have that number, but they still have like the drive-through logo. And the same sort of thing happened like Finch, Newfound Glory. What did, what changed once MCA is like, oh, we're actually going to put out your next record. Like, does that change anything or does it just give you more exposure, basically? Um, you know, again, I don't really know exactly what their deal was. So right. I, I would not be the person to ask. 
yeah they would be they would be the people asking and honestly even more than that you know we were sort of it it was always i don't want to say it was always the plan because i'm sure that like if everything went to crap like it might not have been but it was kind of always the plan that our EP was going to be on drive-through. If it, hold on, if my memory serves me correct. Okay. Right. I want to, I want to, I want to caveat that because okay. <laughs> I, I would hate for like Richard or Stephanie to hear this and be like, bullshit, that never happened. Like, you know, like <laughs> right, I, yeah. I'd be like, Oh, you're probably right. Right. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, it's 20 years ago now. Um, but you know, my, my recollection was, is that it was always kind of the plan that if things went well, that the EP was going to be on drive-through and that the, the, the you know the first album was going to be on mca okay um and so you know but the only different you know honestly like the only difference was the building and the people you were working with and honestly mca for us was sort of involved from the get-go okay um part of that i think had to do with the fact that we were being ported by other labels and so they were kind of like the step up gotcha i, I mean I, I i i don't say that in terms of of quality i only say that probably in terms of like resources sure absolutely um you know i mean um and so yeah and so you know but you know honestly too like i mean bigger isn't always better sometimes it was sometimes it was there were a lot of people that worked at mca that i thought were really really great paula reskin who was our marketing manager for both albums i believe okay um was was it, it was and i haven't talked to him in a very long time and i actually as i say that i feel bad um but uh but he was just an unbelievably great guy um and was and really knew what he was doing okay um there was a lot of people that um that you know worked in at mca that were that were just awesome there were some people that i you know would probably care not to talk about too but <laughs> sure like right. that's but that's <laughs> that's, that's a life. big company that's yeah. how a bit you know same you know like it's kind of true of all big companies i guess okay so oh, yeah. i mean it sounds like at the very least you spent some of your high school years in southern california was that kind of where you were brought up like in the socal area or i guess yeah, i'm asking so because what like for as someone who was in socal at least at the time what did drive-through records mean like was that a big deal to a kid from from dana point or from that area or did that not really mean anything to you until you got signed to them yeah, you know, and I, I hate to say this because I feel like it takes away the credibility, but like I had okay. no idea who they were until okay. I knew who New, I think I maybe knew who Newfound Glory was. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, like Newfound Glory, like wasn't really my jam. Um, you know, like I, you know, there again, this was probably prior to this might have been like their first album, you know, like way before they're like they were on the radio. So, yeah, you know, we, you know, so I just, I never really, I, I, I may have heard of them, may have, but it was not like, oh man, drive through is coming. Okay. You know, it was just like, I just knew that they were like an indie label and I thought that was cool. Yeah. And it looked like they had some bands that were doing okay. And so, you know, that was kind of all it was, you know, but um, I mean, I, but yeah, we weren't like, I mean, it wouldn't have been like, you know, I, it, I, I think that like two or three years, maybe four years later, you know, after Newfound and Finch and us and other bands had done, you know, had, had some at least some more mainstream success. I think that probably would have meant more to somebody. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. It, but it, yeah. Okay. So, so being on drive through, 
I always, from my perspective as a fan in 2001, I was 14, it always felt like it was like a tight knit group of artists. And I look at, maybe the reason I thought that is because my first introduction to any of you guys was the Welcome to the Family EP. And it's like, oh, Welcome to the Family. It's like this family of artists or something. But then yeah. like you see things like the drive Through Invasion Tour, which I don't know if you guys ever played on any of those, but you like I know that you guys at least played shows with Newfound Glory. I've talked to one of the guys from Finch and he said, you know, they were really close with RX Bandits and some of the other bands. Do you do you have a recollection of being close with the other bands at all? Or like what was the was there some sort of community around being on this label at all? Um, I don't know that I'd go as far as to say like community. Okay. We did tour a lot with each other. I mean, and, and part of that is just circumstance, you know, um, you know, we, you know, if, you know, that label, if, if they want to get people out on the road, like, Hey, I need to get four bands out on the road. I've got four bands on my label. You guys okay. are all going to go out on the road. Like, yeah. So we did a lot of tours, especially early on with, you know, with, with drive-through bands like it's just we did um we tried to kind of here and there show the love too like as as we got established and were able to headline tours and stuff like that i know that we tried to kind of uh, you know put different drive-through bands on there but you know um I, I would say that like you know we we definitely knew the guys from finch pretty well um, because we did a lot of touring with them. Andrew lived with, um, oh, who did he, with Jordan from Newfound Glory for like six months to okay. a year, somewhere like that. Um, so, you know, he knew Jordan pretty well. And, you know, we, so we knew them pretty well. Um, and I'm probably missing some. I mean, we went, I know we took the RX Bandits out uh, once or twice um we loved touring we loved bringing out the guys i think homegrown is a drive-through band they, they kind of worked towards the end yeah mm-hmm. we love those guys are the funniest guys you've ever really in life. like yeah <laughs> um those guys are those guys are are better guys to hang out with than they are musicians and that's not putting them down <laughs> as musicians okay like they are they are just they are just awesome dudes they were awesome to be around and and um so, you know, we tried to kind of do that here and there. And so, you know, I think you're just around each other a lot, but yeah. I think that is probably true of a lot of the other, um, of the, a lot of the other smaller labels, or I shouldn't say smaller labels, like the more, you know, indie kind of type labels like Victory and Vagrant and stuff like that. Like, you know, the Vagrant bands were all touring with Vagrant bands. The Victory bands are all touring with Victory bands. Like, right. I think, you know, if you talk to, you know, if you talk to dashboard, he'd probably be like, yeah, I toured with saves the day a bunch, you know, (laughs) so you know, it's probably about kind of the same thing. That makes sense. Uh, So, I mean, you say you, you took out like RX bandits, you toured with Finch. These are all like, at first you say a lot of people think Richard and Stephanie are kind of black and white, but then you talk about like just those three bands, you are bandits, Finch, very different sounds. And, and, And hold on, just, just so we're clear, I'm saying they're black and white as in like, they like you, they love you. Right. Like think, they're they're like they, if they're in they're in and it's right. and I really like that about them and I think also probably if they're out they're out, right? Is, yeah, you know, which is also kind of you know probably good. Yeah, but I think maybe you'd said like people think they only like a certain type of music and you think they just like music and what they like they like and I think there's actually a lot of diversity in some of the drive-through bands. So I guess the Andrew in one of his songs that he wrote post something corporate post Jack's mannequin. 
he says, you know, he toured around the world in a punk rock band is how he refers to it. Did at the time, did you guys see yourself as that? Is that how you would label something corporate as a punk rock band or no, I, I don't I know mean, what I'd call you guys, but I thought I always thought it was interesting that that's how he phrased it in a song, I guess. I think I think other people thought we were a punk rock band. Yeah, I think we just always wanted to be a band. And yeah, like, we didn't. I mean, I guess we were, you know, we had sort of a youthful like. Mm-hmm. you know like i mean listen like you know andrew's jumping on a piano and is like just <laughs> one of the most energetic awesome front men that like i think y- you know you could have ever seen in the 2000s and yeah. so um i think probably like punk rock comes like closest to describing it right you know because you know we weren't matchbox 20 you know <laughs> no yeah fair enough <laughs> but we weren't but we weren't blink 182 you know like right yeah. either of those things we were kind of we were kind of a little bit of both of certain things and i think yeah. that's that's we always wanted to kind of have yeah, i think we always wanted to be a band that didn't take themselves too seriously but could write some pretty serious music and write some music that actually meant something and right sometimes and to be honest like sometimes we really succeeded at that and sometimes we didn't Okay. Um, which is which is fine. Yeah. So since this episode's actually about the EP, which I know is asking you to go back pretty much to the beginning, do you have any specific recollections of recording the EP that you can share with us? Or yeah, it was the first time we'd ever worked with a producer, so that okay. was that was interesting um, and was great. You know, it, Jim did all three of our albums, I right? Know two and a half, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jim was great. Jim was great for, for, you know, um, he's like, he's just got a great ear. He understands music. He understands how things should sound. He can hear things really well. He's also like, honestly, and I don't know if every producer is like this, but certainly producers for young bands, they're kind of, you know, part musical organizer, part like, you know, high school team coach part and then part like mediator, you know, Um, you know, Andrew and I were, you know, and, um, you know, we were both kind of very opinionated and not always in the same way, about (laughs) the same things. Uh And so, you know, at times I think we probably needed somebody to do that. And we both had visions, which are usually, I think we're usually, pretty on i think we're usually on the same page with him but sometimes we weren't sometimes i think we needed somebody to be like not take a side but kind of just you know make it okay and so i think jim but my i guess my point to all that was that jim was jim was a really great thing for that was a great guy for that he was and and just like i just every time i think of him i smile like he's he was just such a great guy and just (laughs) really really good at what he did and i thought that um you know he brought he brought out um, I don't, I don't know that I would, if, if I could go back and do it again, that I would want anybody else to have done them. So, okay. but yeah, to answer your question, I mean, is there like something that stood out? I mean, we were, we were practicing, we, we did whenever you do, um, I don't want to say whenever, cause I don't know how it's done now, but I imagine <laughs> usually what, what we did was we, we, we did what's called pre-production, which is pretty much just a fancy word for band practice. <laughs> right. Um, and, 
and but you know you you get like a big kind of lockout or you know somewhere where you can go and like a big practice space where you're kind of like you can go into an office and you can be separate from things okay and ours was in in la um it was sort of like it was kind of i guess technically like maybe santa monica or westwood one of the other guys would probably be able to say that better than i because i'm not super I don't remember exactly where it was, but I do remember it was like on the other side of the 405 from the ocean. So, um, and um, we used to go, um, we used to go to this, um, to this Mexican restaurant together, like almost every day called, oh, what's it called? I think it's called Don Jose's. I think that's what it was called. I'm really bummed. I can't remember it. And so, (laughs) and one of the guys, if they saw this, they'd be like, how do you not remember the name? And maybe it is, I think it is Don Jose. I know it was on Pico. And, and they had the greatest tortilla chips, but I remember we had the same, like we had the same, um, uh, waiter, like almost every time. And his name was Trancolino. (laughs) <laughs> and we almost named the ep trancolino okay because of that because we just loved that name and we were like and he was a cool dude he would always anyways and then i think somebody probably rightfully talked this out of it actually a funny <laughs> funny story okay about the um about the name of this since we're allegedly closing the universe on the on the the, the ep but um Audio. The reason we called the EP Audio Boxer was because right before we got signed, we decided to change our name to Audio Boxer. Oh, we didn't like something corporate, and we all were like, "We're doing it," and like we like talked about it. We're like, "Okay," and then like two days later, we were like, "What the hell are we thinking? Like, that's a terrible <laughs> idea." Nice. Well, we really liked the name Audio Boxer, and so we okay. were like, "We should we should call the EP that." And we're like, "Okay,", okay. so we did that. So there was like a a brief. I don't know, 14 to 20 hours or something that we were called audio boxer. Nice. I, if, okay. if my, again, if my memory serves me correctly. Does the term actually mean anything or? I'm sure when it I did. Google it, I, all that comes up is this EP. So I don't, it's not like a real word as far as I know. No, I mean, I think that we were just kind of like looking for something that was, I don't know, that, that, that kind of this idea of, I, I do remember us having a long conversation about it and its meaning and stuff like that. And now looking back <laughs> on it, I think that that's we're, you know, giving a whole lot more credit to what people actually give like care about. Yeah. Um, that has to do with us. And so I think that's the funniest part about thinking back about all of this is that, you know, you thinking that the certain things that you are spending all of this time, you know, pining over and making sure are you know this or that that like in the end of the day they're not that important right which is good yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay um I, I i guess you said you've been out of the music industry um do you do you miss it at all or are you glad that you are now on to to another part of your life now like um I miss it in the way that like you miss something that, you know, um, you know, that, that I guess I miss it, but I don't wish I was still doing it. If that makes sense. No, that I don't, makes sense. I, yeah. Like I miss it in the same way. I miss high school. Like <laughs> yeah. I liked high school. I don't want to go back. Right. Um, you know, like, you know, there were certain things about it that you were great. And, 
you know, I mean, there's certain things that I, um, you know, I, I miss seeing the guys as much as I did. Um, you know, they, we were brothers and, you know, it, it's the one thing that I, I, I consistently say is that, you know, most, most bands, they come out of it and there's somebody in it that doesn't talk to somebody else. Right. And there, there's, you know, or, then, or there's something like that. And like, we've had a, you know, we had a rough, we've had some rough patches, but sure. Um, but honestly, like, you know, we're all saying that, like, we're, I mean, listen, we're not as close as we used to be. Like we used to live like on top of each other, like right. literally, you know, yeah. like, uh-huh. you know, we were in bunks in a bus. So like, we're not as close anymore, but um, it's funny. I said this the other day with, with the guys on a, on a text thing that it was like, you know, they're, they're the kind of friends that you have where if you don't see them for six months or a year and then you see them, it's like you saw them two days ago right. and you just pick right up after you left off. And like, yeah, I really appreciate those types of those types of relationships now in my life. So, um, yeah, so I don't I, I miss them. I don't know. And, and and, you know, again, to what I was saying earlier, like. And I, I don't ever feel weird saying this we were a really good band especially towards the end like last two years of our run or year and a half especially like Mm -hmm. i just felt like i was like gosh like we are like we were nailing it and you know it was it just felt like it you know it's it's listen i was never great at sports like you know there were times Mm -hmm. like when i was a little bit older than some kids when baseball and those were good (laughs) seasons but like (laughs) you know i i was never and so it just you know when you there's nothing better than being really good at something and feeling like, and kind of knowing it a little bit. And, um, and that's when I look back on that, I was like, you know, and now like what I do, I don't do anything, you know, having anything to do that. But people ask me, they're like, Oh, you're in a band. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, Oh, is it any good? I was like, yeah, we were really good. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and we were. And like, like, I have no, I have no problem saying that. I'm like, yeah, like we were really good. I was a really good guitar player. Like, right. <laughs> like, like I was, I was, I was really like, especially those couple of years or even, you know, past that, I was like, yeah, like I was really on my game and all of us were, and, you know, Andrew was just awesome. And, you know, everyone in the band was great. So do you have um, a favorite yeah. something corporate song? I mean, or are you one of the artists that's like, I can't pick one. Who's a favorite? My favorite, one of my favorites to play. Well, one of my favorites to play was, um, was me in the moon. Um, okay. it, it was, uh, um, I felt like um, I sort of got into this thing. I always, this again, it's like, you know, uh, what you like wanted to do and then what everybody else saw is probably two different things. You know, it's kind of like what the the world sees of you and what you see of yourself is two different things. But, um, you know, I always wanted to be this sort of like guitar player that had this kind of like odd, um, you know, Jeff Beck Radiohead kind of weird sort of like thing but like was also still trying to be melodic and and stuff and I felt like on that song especially um you know the the band in one you know and that was that was one of Andrew's songs you know you know right. Andrew and I wrote the songs you know it was either he writing it or him writing it or me writing it and so right. you know Andrew kind of allowed me some space on that song to really kind of to be weird and I really like that. I really liked how it turned out. And, 
and just um i uh, you know that's that's one of the ones i look back on i'm not I, and like when i when i every now and then i'll you know play you know along with an old something corporate song because i have like a you know a full rig or something just because why sure. not yeah and mm-hmm. um and that's usually that's one of the ones that i'll do down is another one okay it's usually a, stuff uh, yeah it's usually stuff off of um off of off of north like okay. i felt like north though i don't think was probably as popular it was i think i i it was the one i i, I it's the one i like more but yeah i yeah i mean i certainly i think they're all amazing what i think is interesting about uh me and the moon what i really liked about it on that album like on the album in particular is the way it transitions into the runaway which i believe was one of your songs I thought those two songs actually worked really well together in the way they just kind of seamlessly run together on the album. So, yeah, Me and the Moon's a way better song than the Runaway. You think so? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, without a doubt. Like, without a doubt. And that's not me being, like, listen, I've written some good songs, but Me and the Moon is not as good as the, or I'm sorry, the Runaway is not as good as Me and the Moon in my mind. But <laughs> okay. they're, they're kind of different songs. Like, um, but, uh, but, you know, in fairness too i think me and the moon is one of andrew's better songs like yeah it's 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 just yeah do you have an opinion then on the best josh song then that uh that got um the best josh song probably i mean most people would say hurricane um Hurricane's a really good song. Like it's it's one of those songs you know like i do like that um that i wrote that song before i was you know, a, a, tech, a quote unquote professional musician. You know, right. I was in, was going to UCI and I was dating this girl named Gala and it was about her. And so, um, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, yeah, like I, I like that song a lot and I'm very proud of that song. Um, and probably, Probably only ashes too, you know, just because I feel like it was the the excuse to rock out a little bit. Right, for sure. <laughs> me, it was me. It was me trying to push our band into as much hard rock as as we'd be <laughs> <Right>. able to. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything? I mean, like you said, you're not really in the music industry right now. Is there anything you want to plug or any like social media you're on that anyone can follow you or? No, no, um, I'm not. I would just say, um, you know, I I don't I don't listen to a ton of new music now just because I don't. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, like, and I say this all the time, like, like, you know, every time Andrew comes out with an album, I listen to the whole thing, and I usually listen to it twice, like all the way through before I even call him about it. And, yeah. You know, I, it 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 blows my mind that he hasn't been more successful. Um, yes i agree um and that's but i also kind of enjoy the authenticity of him and um i feel like he's also kind of like i don't think like he's a best kept secret or anything because i think people kind of know about him but yeah um you know like you know like he's he's like one of my it's funny i have a i have a thing on my um you know, like a, like a backyard playlist or whatever. And it's got a bunch of Andrew's songs, you know? Yeah. And people are always like, is that Andrew? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, why do you have that on there? Cause it's awesome. <laughs> right, this yeah. is a great song, <laughs> you know? Okay. So, so I would just say, 
you know, listen to Andrew, go to, go to his concerts, buy his t-shirts. Like, you know, a- Andrew's uh, he's like the dude, you know, keeping it, <laughs> you know, keep, keep, you know, keeping it real for all us sinners, you know? Right. So. right. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you again so much for being here, Josh. Awesome. Thanks guys. Yep. Okay, so Brian, I realized that we forgot to talk about Constantine. How could we forget Constantine? I like don't know. Long. It is. It's not quite twelve minutes, but it's a uh, yeah. It's it's a lengthy a lengthy beast, I guess. So um, now that you've listened to an hour and a half of us talk about something corporate, and another forty minutes of us talk to. The guitar talk player. Choose something. Corporate. Corporate. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to listen to us talk specifically about this song, and hopefully it won't be long, but it feels like a necessary conversation. So, Brian Constantine, uh, you're. Is there anyone who's not familiar with this? Like, if you are generally aware of this genre of music at all, is there a chance you've escaped Constantine? I have not escaped Constantine. Um, Constantine grabbed me at a very young age of 18 and it's uh it damn near made me cry the first time i heard it okay what a, um I, I haven't listened to it in a long time though i didn't listen to it in preparation for this okay although i should have but who has the time no yeah fuck that um uh i remember one time i was I walked from the parking lot of my my community college to um, the school itself, and uh-huh. um, it was so like I like that was like my morning commute, and it was like I parked. I would always park so fucking far away from the campus, and one time I listened to Constantine, and that was like I hit play as soon as I got out of my car, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was over as soon as I got to the front door. Okay, so like I could like I could time. My walking by, uh, by by how many Constantines it took me to get there? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, which was one whole Constantine. One whole Constantine. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it was always it's a it's a huge song. I I don't I I think I've probably cried to this song um, <laughs> probably more than once. It's it's um, what always strikes me is is insane about this song is that it. Um, it first shows up on their very first record, which predates even signing to drive through uh, an album. We talked a little bit just very briefly about on the main episode called ready break, um, which came out in the year 2000. Um, and it, the version on that album is a live version. And from everything I've been able to research and find out it's, it's basically kind of um, it tells it's like a mix of a few different stories of Andrew McMahon and a couple of girls he had dated and he didn't necessarily know what he wanted to leave in and what not to leave in. So he just kind of, they just kind of went out there and he kind of improvised his way through this song. Oh. And, and so to me, like, I think there is an argument to be made that this could be seen as maybe the best song he's written. There are certainly other songs that may qualify, but I think this would be in the discussion. And to think that someone who is like 16 or 17 <laughs> just came out and on their first release just dropped 
this, yeah. I think is an incredible feat. Yeah. It's it's a very moving song. It's very uh, it's very ambitious too. So. It is, yeah. And um, so yeah, like nine minutes, not quite twelve, but nine minutes in different sections and you know, like yeah. references to Jimmy World. Um, which the, right. the only reason I ever even listened to Clarity was because he talks about one of the songs uh, on Constantine. So oh really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I love Clarity, and I think it's great. But I never would have listened to it if it if it weren't for Constantine. Oh. Um, yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember look, looking into like the lyrical content too much as as a as a young person getting okay. into this song. But um, yeah, it is super ambitious, though. Yeah, like and it makes me and it makes me wonder why it was so hard for them to like. Do they, is there a recorded version, like a, a studio version of the song? There's a studio version. It was released on the uh, drive-through compilation "Welcome to the Family." Uh, it was, it's oh, weird because the okay. two songs that came from something corporate on the compilation were "Constantine" and "If You See Jordan," which could not be any more different. Right, except those are the top two favorite songs of mine. Of yeah, yeah, mine. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but they're, they're definitely <laughs> two amazing songs. Yeah, but for different reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always. Also shows the emotional range. Yeah, at a young age too, because both of yeah, those they, okay, both of those songs probably. were written around the same time. Yeah, very lowbrow, very highbrow. So I always wanted to name. I was like, I'm gonna have a daughter one day, and I'll name her Constantine. And then I got in a relationship with Daisy, and she's like, Yeah, that's never happening. I was like, Okay. So <laughs> uh, what we ended up doing was we named our third cat Constantine, and, and she, now that cat's dead. She's the one that's dead. So. If you're yeah. listening now, as a reminder, please go to patreon.com slash zglabpod. Um, if, you, if you sign up for the $10 a month tier, I may get enough money to uh, resurrect her with some uh, shaman magic that I'm working on procuring. So uh, <laughs> please, everyone, help me save Constantine. Okay, I've got, I've got just a few videos I want to look at here. Um, okay. So just one... And obviously, we're not going to watch probably even a minute of this. But here's them performing it live on the the reunion tour in So notoriously, um, pretty much every concert he ever plays, people are yelling for Constantine. Uh, something corporate. I was say, how often did, did they play this as a band? Something corporate will play it at every one of their shows. They played it every night on the reunion tour. It was a staple of their oh. set. He does not. He never played it with Jack's Mannequin. Um, after that, with Andrew Mann, he tried playing it sometimes, and that didn't go over well because then people would get pissed if they showed up and he didn't play it. <laughs> so oh. now the only night he will play it is on. November 11th, 1111, because the, the time is mentioned in the song at one point. I always catch the clock. It's 1111. Oh. And on November 11th, he hosts uh, the Dear Jack benefit to benefit um, the Dear Jack Foundation, which, oh, yeah, uh, which yeah. is for pediatric cancer. So he plays it every year on that night, and that that is it. You get it one time. Damn. 
And um, so I, in 2016 at the Dear Jack Benefit, something corporate was reuniting um, to play a few songs. And so when I heard that, we made the decision to fly out there with our eight month old child, specifically just so we could hear Constantine live by something corporate. And it, it was it was worth it. So. Yeah. Um, if we how far? Uh, well, it was, I mean, from Salt Lake to LA is not that far, but it's oh, just, okay. yeah, yeah. we literally, like, we see him live all the time, but we're like, oh, this is our chance to see Constantine live again by something corporate. So, yeah, probably gonna go. Right. Um, okay. That does. Let's see. Uh, I'll spare us. Well, here, we'll do one cover because I always like to prop up uh, minorities, I guess. This is a person of color doing Constantine. Um, uh, and I haven't had an energy drink this late at night in a long time. This is a very weird experience. Oh, look, and I've gone to the wrong video. Oh, fuck. This is a very weird decision on my part. I know I'm going to get there. Hold on. Oh, we, we've got an acapella version, too, if you want to watch that. I know you like those. Oh. Playing on the acoustic guitar, not the piano. Found a lot of these. I mean, I think it's a it's a tasteful version. It, there were, yeah, there were so, very tasteful. so many covers of this, which is not surprising at all, I guess. Oh yeah, obviously everyone wants to do their own version of this song. Um, okay, then I've got this one. Uh, did you ever watch the show? So you think you can dance? No. Yeah, me either. But apparently, in two thousand seven, a contestant named Travis uh, danced to to part of this song. Welcome back to So You Think You Can Dance. Time for our first guy to dance solo. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Travis. Is there a way you can make it bigger? I just see start doing some hardcore dancing. Throw <laughs> some elbows and spin kicks. Yeah. So you may think, oh, surely that is uh, the only video of someone dancing to it. But no, there's another one here. Um, it, it appears to be. Is there a coffee lady? No, I didn't look for her. We already had her on this episode earlier. So um, this is someone, it appears to be like a talent show or something from 2008. Maybe he was inspired by what we just watched. Let's skip ahead a little bit here. I like that he's not wearing like an outfit or a costume or anything. He's wearing just like a, a t-shirt and sweatpants. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't know there'd be so many interpretive dances to this, but then again, I don't know. It's its own piece of art, you know. Yeah. That demands all different explorations. Yeah, I yeah. Okay, so the last one I'll show you because I tried really hard to find a ukulele cover on YouTube and there was none. I really wanted an acapella cover too, but I couldn't find it. So the I went. Ukulele co cover seems. <laughs> I uh, I googled it and found this guy on Facebook. Um, I won't say his name. I don't want to dox him since it's Facebook. But uh, he says, I woke up sad this morning. Um, so instead of getting drunk or high, I decided to learn one of the saddest and best songs I know, Constantine by Something Corporate. <laughs> he did this instead of getting drunk or high? Yes. I mean, so, I mean, good for him. Like, if he if he thinks that's a bad thing for him to do and this is a better outlet, great. I mean... Obviously, you yeah. have no issues with getting high, and I, I have no issues with it for other people. But if it's not for him, I'm glad that this is this was an outlet for him. I'm just saying, you don't have to cut out one or two of those things of, of the equation. You can get drunk and high and learn how to play the song and then play it. I mean, it could add to the performance. You never know. Yeah. That's just my, I mean, I just described my, my philosophy to podcasting. That, I mean, that, that, yeah, that that's fine. Maybe he knows that it's a, it's a, a slippery slope for <laughs> like, him. So you can pod sober, but but, but you why? Also, you, you could also drink a twenty ounce Red Bull at like nine thirty at night on a Wednesday and be high, right? You're high, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, that's all I've got about Constantine. I just there was no way we couldn't talk about it. So that's true. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Constantine? Um, I always really liked the line, I spell the word confusion with a K. And you can like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good a, line. That's a good line. I always, I, that line always stuck out to me. I would make uh, up parody versions about my cat, and I would sing them to her. Because <laughs> I'd always sing about her coming down the stairs, which is not naked. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah, a little I, much. I, it's a cat, but. Yeah. No, I sing to Doom all the time. I inco I incorporate her name into well-known songs all the time. Okay. Do you want to like, you know give us a sample here? You know the song, Ooh, child, things are going to get easier. You know that song? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go, Doom, child. Meow, 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 meow. Nice. <laughs> I just like, yeah, I like to sing to her a lot. Or, um... um one time I wrote a, a rap parody mm -hmm. of the song Gucci Gang by Lil Pump. Okay. But I Let's wrote hear that. No, never. <laughs> so, but okay. I wrote it from the perspective of Doom. Oh, from the perspective of her. Okay. Yeah. So it was Pussy Gang, 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 Pussy Gang. Okay. <laughs> and it was like, I took three naps in one day. My dad might be insane. My mom's a bitch. I forgot her name. She left my dad. Caused a lot of pain. So now he's in the trap. It's a champagne. Pussy gang. Pussy gang. Pussy gang. <laughs> okay. So you said never, but then you you performed. Uh, yeah, you coaxed me into it. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. I think I think we'll end on that then. That's a good play. That's a good place to leave. All right. This episode. Okay. Wait, where where in the episode is this? this, this at the very. It's gonna be end. after the interview. Yeah. After the interview. Wow. Okay. So. Well, if you made it this far. You got a little treat there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
Thank you. This is to a girl who got into my head with all these pretty things she did. Hey, baby, you know that you keep me up in bed. It's to a girl who got into my head with all these fucked up things I did. Hey, maybe, baby, you could keep me up in bed, my constancy.